All right, all the way from New Jersey. Landed about 12.40 last night, your time, 1.40 my time. Somebody say, dear Lord. Dear Lord. All right, now if you want me to feel at home in New Jersey, we're a little aggressive. Thank you. I love it. I'm going to kiss you after service. All right, here's what I need you to do. Help me out. Everybody in the place, this is a Bible college, right? Bible students. We're here because we all love Jesus, right? I want you to give Jesus a shout of praise. Go ahead, a real shout. Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Yeah, man. All right, so I have like 32 seconds to give you this word. I'm teasing. Listen. I know, turn to your neighbor and say, I know. I know this word is for you. And I know it because God spoke to me. Well, no, he spoke to me, not you. (laughs) All right, here we go. I'm going to read one verse, and then we're going to take off. The book of Nehemiah. Say, is that in the Bible? Yes, it is. It's one of the most powerful books in the Bible. In chapter 6, verse number 15 reads, So the wall was finished. On the 25th day, in 52 days, say next to your neighbor, 52 days. And it happened when all the enemies heard it, that all the nations around us saw these things, and they were very disheartened. And in their own eyes they were disheartened, for they perceived that this work was done by our God. Say, this work was done by our God. I'm here to tell you something, wherever you find yourself right now, whatever situation you find yourself in, whatever impossibilities that you're facing, maybe final exams, seems like the world is coming to an end with finals, right? I need to tell you that in 52 days, everything can change. Why is it that some people can see a miracle when other people see a mess? Why is that? This is a good question, right? How many know Chip and Joanna Gaines? I knew I'd get something out of you there. What is it? HGTV? Fixer Upper? All right, listen. Their whole wealth and their whole show, their whole TV show, is built on seeing something that no one else can see. They find the, the house that's in the worst condition in the block, on the block, but they see something different. They can see the end from the beginning. They can see something that looks horrific turn out to be the best house on the block. Why is it that some people can see the same thing, but only a small portion of us can see a miracle in the mess? 52 days, listen to this, I'll give you a little history. 52 days, you know this, your Bible students, you know that Israel was brought into a captivity, right? Well, Nehemiah is some guy who works for a king as a cupbearer. He's not a prophet. He's not a priest. He doesn't run his own church. He doesn't run his own business. He's the cupbearer for the king. Listen, that that was a significant position, but I guess you weren't regarded as someone that important. You know why? 
Because you would drink what the king was going to drink before he drank it, just in case there was something in it to kill you. So he was dispendable or expendable. But this man, Nehemiah, saw something that you and I need to see. Captivity was going on for years and years and years. 70-year captivity, right? They were exiles. They were sold to different nations. Can you imagine, like, if today Minnesota was completely destroyed and you had to leave the country and you were sold as slaves all over the world? Could you imagine that condition? Well, that's where Nehemiah found himself, and his brother comes and tells him, hey, you need to understand the walls are destroyed in Jerusalem. It's gone, and we're just completely exposed. Anybody ever feel that way, like you're completely exposed? You've been there, right? If we can see a miracle in the mess, everything can change. Nehemiah heard the story, was devastated, went to prayer, and knew that Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, was destroyed. Seemed like no hope. There was priests, there was prophets, there was other people. Why is it that only one man in all those years was able to see something that no one else saw? And I want to tell you, in 52 days, the impossible became possible. In 52 days, that wall was restored. Can I get an amen? Amen. So what do I see here? I've been doing ministry for a long time, and it's a privilege for me to be here talking to students. I love you. I appreciate you. I'm so grateful that you have a heart for God, and you're going to go, and you're going to impact your culture, and you're going to change this nation. You are. Go on. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to change the nation. It may look impossible, but in 52 days, if God can create a wall where there was no wall, where there was no resources, no money, with a cupbearer, he could do something through my life. Come on, look at your neighbor. He's going to do something through my life. In 52 days, everything can change. I'm preaching myself happy today because the impossibles are going to turn around and become possible. Now, here's how I see. Look, I've preached out of the book of Nehemiah tons of times, but as being in the ministry so many years and being in business and doing a lot of different things, and, you know, I'm a little more mature in life. I'm 35 now. That's a lie. (laughs) Forgive me, 36. Anyway, I've seen some things in life. I've seen some things in ministry. In the book of Nehemiah, boom explains to us how we can be the Chip and Joanna Gaines, how we can be the Nehemiah to make a difference, how we can see a mess but yet see a miracle through the mess. I love the story. Here's three things I'm going to give you. And we've heard it in business school. We've heard it in ministry school. We've heard it preached in churches. Three things I want to talk about quickly. Vision, strategy, execution. Say that. Vision, strategy, execution. Okay, so without a vision, people perish. Without a vision, people cast off restraint. Without a vision, there's nobody leading us anywhere. Hello? So the first thing we need to do is, in our mess, get a vision from God. What is the possible story that can be told? What can God do through my mess? And he goes and he prays and he gets before God when he heard the terrible story. And in his mess, as he's praying, he actually repents and takes ownership of the condition of the nation wow so he does some introspective looking and says lord i'm sorry for the sins of the nation and actually i'm going to make it personal i repent for my sins and the sins of my fathers 
And as he starts doing that, God gives him a revelation because there's honesty, because God desires truth on the inward parts. David wrote about that. And when we're truthful about who we are, we're truthful about our mess-ups, we're truthful about really where we are, and we take ownership for it, then it transitions into God speaking to us. And God speaks to him, and he starts rehearsing, Nehemiah, wait a minute, God, you also said that if we would return to you, though, you said if we'd come back to you, you said if your people, even though we were in captivity, if we came back to you, right? If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I would hear from heaven and I would, what do you do? Anybody know? Restore your land. So God, he starts rehearsing to God all the promise of God. He sees a vision of what could possibly happen. What is vision? What's a simple word to describe vision? Simple phrase. What's vision? Sight, what you can see. But vision is also, this is a little, little more aggressive. I'm from Jersey. I'm aggressive. Vision is where am I going? Where are you going? If you can't see it, you can't get there. Vision is where I'm going. So he has a vision of the walls being restored. Isn't that amazing? And God speaks to him about strategy. Say strategy. What's a good definition for strategy? If vision's where I'm going, what's strategy? The plan or how do I get there? So vision's where I'm going. I can see it. But you know what? There's a lot of people that have dreams. There's a lot of people that have vision, and it just ends there. And all it becomes is a simple meeting of people discussing what they could possibly see that never come to pass. Have you ever been there? So you have to see where you're going. But you also know, have to know how to get there. Remember, he was a cupbearer. Like, dude, he worked at Chick-fil-A. He ate good. He ate good, closed on Sunday. But listen, how many know Chick-fil-A people don't have the finances or access to go rebuild a wall? Hello? So God spoke to him and said, listen, you're in front of the king. I'm going to give you opportunity. God, in your strategy of where you're going to go, will connect you with people that will put you on the road to where you need to go. Kingdom connections. There's always, God always shows favor through people, through relationship. Is this getting anywhere today? So God is setting him up with relationship. He's had it all these years, and he says, when you're with the king, he steps in front of the king now, and the king notices that he's distraught and upset. And he says, God, give me favor. Here's the strategy. Give me favor with this king. And the king says, what's the matter? He explains what's the matter. And the king says, what can I do to help? This is like the owner of Chick-fil-A is telling him, what can I do to help you in your situation? Can you give me a letter? Give me time off. How much time do you need? Well, maybe 52 days. Give me time off. Give me a letter to the governor so I can travel back to Jerusalem. Because I'll get killed on the way, first of all. He's, his knees are shaking together. Sometimes you're going to be in front of people that have the substance to get you where you need to go and your knees are going to be shaken together. But if you're not bold enough to open your mouth, your dream is just going to become a nightmare. You need to confront when God gives you a strategy. In love, even if you're afraid to step out in ministry, to step out in something special in God, to step out in, in a different area of study, step out if God is telling you to. Yeah. 
Because it's his hand on you that's going to get you through this, not your own strength and might. Vision, strategy. Listen, when you are found, find yourself in, under the hand of God, the influence of the Lord, and he's given you a dream, not only does he put you in place with people that can give you the writing and the freedom to do it, this is completely amazing. Now remember, if he's going to Jerusalem and the walls are down, there's no, there's no Walmart there, there's no Lowe's, there's no Home Depot. Where's he getting the materials when he gets there? Yeah, I'm the cupbearer. Yeah, so what? So the long and short of the story is here, the king also gives him access to the man who has authority over all of the materials for the kingdom and says, whatever he needs, give it to him. That's why someone that sees a miracle in a mess is the person that can get the providence, not only to get there, the king paid his fare, but also gave him all the materials to build the wall. God will take care of you if you step out on the dream that he gave you. My last point. Here's where I've seen business people, students, church leadership, coaches of teams. Here's where I've seen it fail. You have a great dream. Where you're going, you have a great strategy. How am I going to get there? But I've seen so many people fail in the last section, which is called execution. Say execution. It's the biggest. If you, anybody, any football fans here? All right, guys. We won't even talk about the Giants. I can't. I'm going to start crying. But Minnesota, right? I can't talk about that either. Anyway. A football team, maybe it's a good talk, but after the game and they put the mic in front of the players and say, what do you think happened? What went wrong today? Well, we had a good strategy. We had a good game plan, but we messed up in execution. Because execution, guys, is where the blood, the sweat, and the tears are. Execution is, is where you have opposition. And often you'll hear them say, yeah, we failed to execute because the guys on the other team, they get paid too. So opposition always comes when you're going to execute the plan. But here's the deal that's so much better than a football team for you and I. It's not the hand of man that's on you. It's not your own pipe dream that's on you. What is on you is the dream that God gave you. And if God gave you the dream, he will give you the provision to do it. And then also in the execution stage, when you feel like you're getting tired, you feel like you're getting worn out, you remember it's not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. Just like Elijah had the hand of God come upon him and he outran the king's chariots. I mean, this dude ran miles at like 60 miles an hour. He did something supernatural by the hand of God. So in our execution stage, we're always going to be challenged. Sanballat and Tobiah. When the wall was halfway built, when the wall was halfway built, there came an attack to stop the building. It came through writing. It came through verbal attack. It, it tried to come through legal attack. It tried to come through governmental attack. It actually came even through attacks to take their physical being, to kill them. The wall was halfway done. Did they, uh, Nehemiah got the wisdom of God, and if you read it, you can go on and go ahead and read it. It says the people had a mind to work. What did he do? Each family then took a piece of the wall. 
It was like teamwork making the dream work. Each person took a piece of the wall. Family represented, I've got this section. This is my real estate. This is my part. I'm going to give it all i got. I'm going to lay it on the line. And even when there's opposition, even when my life is threatened, I'm going to step out because I know God is protecting us. And it says they went on the wall, and the people that were builders and carpenters and, and had those gifts would build with a sword by their side. So how do we fight these battles? This is how I fight my battle. Is getting a revelation from God. The sword represents the sword of the spirit, the word of God. And they fought with the word of God, but they didn't stop building. They kept building. Yes, there was opposition, but they kept building. They never quit because opposition was strong. They kept building. And I want to hear, tell you this morning, and I want to challenge you this morning, yes, you have opposition. Yes, there's difficult roads even uh, academically for you, but don't ever quit. Keep fighting with the Word of God. If you need deeper revelation, go deeper into the Word and say, God, give me your Word, or just, God, reinforce what you've already told me so that I have the strength to continue on and fight my battle. Because this battle is the Lord's. Do you remember what it said at the end of the story? The, the verse that I read. And I, I really encourage you after exams, when you get through exams, read the book of Nehemiah with this overlay to it. Vision, strategy, execution. Because I will tell you, many people, that's why there's only a few Chip and Joanna Gaines. That's why there's only a few Nehemiahs. Nehemiah went from a cupbearer to now we're reading his book as a prophet. He was not a prophet when he was doing this. He was a man who worked for Chick-fil-A. You may not see yourself as the finished product, but God sees your finished product. God sees what you're going to do. He's called you before the foundations of the world. He's already put a dream on the inside of you. What I am here to tell you, having fought the fight for so many years, don't quit because God will do things that will literally blow your mind and will impact your culture. It will change your life. Yes, your brother, your sister will get saved. Your mom and dad will get saved. Your friends will get saved. But God will do something spectacular in you if you'll recognize it's not you doing it anyway. You've just obeyed the call. You've just followed the strategy. The provision comes. And you fought life through in the most difficult seasons. I've seen too many times, and I'll end with this. I've seen too many times gifted, talented, bright, energetic people lose when the dream is halfway built. The wall was halfway there. Either you get lazy or you get satisfied or you think it's done. Fight it through till the end. Amen. And I'm here to tell you that your life can change in 52 days. Your future can change in 52 days, just like Nehemiah changed the culture and the history of Israel. You can be that one percenter to make the difference. Let's bow our heads, everybody. Come on. Thank you, Lord. If you're challenged right now, we're going to just end in a minute. I know we have till like 1135, but I just felt to get that in there to you. And if you feel challenged with this, we will dismiss 1135. But if you feel challenged, if this spoke to your heart, if you know you need to take a step of faith, maybe you threw in the towel or maybe in your mind you're battling and, and this, uh, this is setting me straight today. I want you just to make your way up to the altar. Come on, we could do that. This is a Bible school. 
Make your way up to the altar. That's me. I got to make some adjustments now. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands to the Lord. Go ahead and just do that right where you are. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, as we're making our way to the altar, I pray for those that took a step of faith just now and came to this altar. I'm asking you to break off of their lives depression, anxiety, fear of the future, that looming question, what is the will of God for my life? Lord, let them know, just like you told the Old Testament prophet, then shall you know as you follow on to know the Lord. Help us to draw near to you so you can draw near to us. Help us to run after you, God, even in a chapel service this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Mike, can you guys lead us in a song and... We're gonna, we'll end right at 11.35, but if you feel led to come up, I know some of you have to go to class, that's okay, but if you feel led to come up and just spend some time with the Lord, go ahead and do that. This could be a pivotal time in your life, a major change in your life to see the power of God revealed and his plan revealed. Come on, sing it out.